Chapter Eight of Aunt Jane's Nieces on the Ranch by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Chapter Eight. Very mysterious. Arthur found Louise developing hysteria, while Beth, Patsy, and Helen Hahn were working over her and striving to comfort her. Uncle John, the Major, and Big Runyon stood gazing helplessly at the dolorous scene well well cried mr merrick as weldon and young hahn entered any news arthur shook his head and went to his wife bending over to kiss her forehead be brave dear he whispered it needed but this tender admonition to send the young mother into new paroxysms see here we're wasting time protested runyon his voice reaching high c in his excitement something has to be done of course cried patsy turning from louise we're a lot of ninnies let us think what is best to do and map out a logical program the others looked at her appealingly glad to have someone assume command but feeling themselves personally unequal to the task of thinking logically first said the girl firmly let us face the facts baby jane has mysteriously disappeared and with her the two nurses not necessarily with her objected rudolph let us say the two nurses have also disappeared now the question is why a shriek from louise emphasized the query don't let's bother with the why retorted patsy we don't care why the vital question is where all we want just now is to find baby and get her back home again to her loving friends she can't have been gone more than four hours or five at the most therefore she isn't so far away that an automobile can't overtake her but she can't walk you know squeaked runyon baby didn't go alone someone took her true enough observed uncle john you're wrong patsy we must try to decide who took baby and why then we might undertake the search with a chance of success whoever took the baby went on foot persisted miss doyle the only four automobiles in the neighborhood are now standing in our driveway and in the garage this is a country of great distances and no matter in what direction the baby has been taken an auto is sure to overhaul her if we don't waste valuable time in getting started that's right said arthur turning from louise the theory agrees with old miguel's suspicion about inez and what suspicion cried half a dozen never mind that said rudolph with a hasty glance toward louise let's be off and talk afterward we men must decide on our routes and all take the road at once proposed rudolph it's pitch dark said runyon would you like to wait until morning demanded rudolph sarcastically no i want to rescue that baby said the big fellow then take the north road as far as tunga's ranch stop at every house to inquire when you get to tungas come back by the macmillan road that's a sixty-mile jaunt and it will cover the north and northwest take mr merrick with you now then off you go runyon nodded and left the room followed gladly by uncle john who longed to be doing something that would count the others soon heard the roar of the motor car as it started away on its quest then it was arranged for arthur to drive back to escondido to make inquiries and to watch the departure of the evening train the only one to pass the station since baby had been missing he was to carry major doyle with him and return by another route 
Hahn promised to cover with his own car the only other two roads that remained to be searched and he figured that they would all return to the house within two or three hours when if still there was no news they might plan a further pursuit of the fugitive baby helen hahn had promised not to leave louise until baby was found and before starting arthur assisted his wife to her room where he left her weeping dismally one moment and screaming for little jane the next sing thing had sent a maid to announce dinner but no one paid any attention to the summons after the three automobiles had departed patsy and beth remained in the nursery and left helen and the maid with louise once alone miss doyle said to her cousin having started them upon the search beth you and i must take up that pertinent suggestion made by mr hahn and face the important question why i'm dying to be of some use dear responded beth in a disconsolate tone but i fear we two girls are quite helpless how can we tell why the baby has been stolen has she been stolen inquired patsy we mustn't take even that for granted let us be sensible and try to marshal our wits here's the fact baby's gone here's the problem why we don't know said beth no one knows of course someone knows little jane as our friend bull run reminded us can't walk if she went away she was carried by whom and why and where dear me cried beth despairingly if we knew all that we could find baby exactly so let's try to acquire the knowledge she went into mildred's room and made an examination of its contents the place seemed to be in its usual order but many of mildred's trinkets and personal possessions were scattered around her absence wasn't premeditated decided patsy her white sweater is gone but that is all this fact however may prove that she expected to be out after dark it is always chilly in this country after sundown and doubtless mildred knew that why she used to live here cried beth of course she knew patsy sat down and looked at her cousin attentively that is news to me she said in a tone that indicated she had made a discovery do you mean that mildred once lived in this neighborhood yes very near here she told me she had known this house well years ago when she was a girl she used to visit it in company with her father a friend of old senor cristoval hm, exclaimed patsy that's queer why didn't she tell us this when we first proposed bringing her out here i don't know i remember she was overjoyed when i first suggested her coming but i suppose that was because she had at last found a paying job when did she tell you of this just lately what else did she say nothing more i asked if she had any relatives or friends living here now but she did not reply beth i'm astonished asserted patsy with a grave face this complicates matters i don't see why because if mildred knows this neighborhood and wanted to steal baby and secrete her she could take little jane to her unknown friends and we could never discover her hiding place why should mildred travers wish to steal baby asked beth for a reward a ransom she knows that arthur weldon is rich and that uncle john is richer and she also knows that dear little toodlums is the pride of all our hearts if she demands a fortune for the return of baby 
we will pay it at once and prosecute her abductor mildred afterward said beth no patsy i don't believe she's that sort of a girl at all we know nothing of her history she is secretive and reserved mildred's cold hard eyes condemn her as one liable to do anything and this was such an easy way for her to make a fortune beth was about to protest this severe judgment but on second thought remained silent appearances were certainly against mildred travers and beth saw no reason to champion her although she confessed to herself that she had liked the girl and been interested in helping her we still have inez to consider said she what has become of the mexican girl we're coming to her presently replied patsy let us finish with mildred first a girl who has evidently had a past which she guards jealously a poor girl whose profession scarcely earned her bread and butter before we engaged her a girl whose eyes repel friendship who has little to lose by kidnapping jane in the attempt to secure a fortune she was fond of baby i could see that myself so she won't injure our darling but will take good care of her until we pay the money when toodlums will be restored to us smiling and crowing as usual beth if this reasoning is correct we needn't worry by tomorrow morning arthur will receive the demand for ransom and he will lose no time in satisfying mildred's cupidity very good reasoning said beth but i don't believe a word of it i hope it is true said patsy for otherwise we are facing a still worse proposition inez yes inez isn't clever she doesn't care for money she would not steal jane for a ransom but the mexican girl worships baby in every fibre of her being she would die for baby she lowering her voice to a whisper she would kill anyone for baby beth shivered involuntarily as patsy uttered this horrible assertion you mean now let us look at this matter calmly inez has from the first resented the employment of mildred as chief nurse she has hated mildred with a deadly hatred and brooded over her fancied wrongs until she has lost all sense of reason she feared that in the end baby jane would be taken away from her and this thought she could not bear therefore she has stolen baby and carried her away so as to have the precious one always in her keeping and mildred asked beth well in regard to mildred there are two conjectures to consider she may have discovered that inez had stolen baby and is now following in pursuit or or what dear as imaginative patsy hesitated appalled by her own mental suggestion or in a fit of anger inez murdered mildred and hid her body then to escape the penalty of her crime she ran away and took baby with her either one of these suppositions would account for the absence of both nurses beth looked at her cousin in amazement i think said she you'd better go and get something to eat or a cup of tea at least this excitement is is making you daffy patsy dear Puh! food would disgust me and i'm not crazy beth dreadful things happen in this world at times and louise has a queer lot of people around her think a moment our baby has disappeared her two nurses neither of whom are especially trustworthy have also disappeared there's a reason beth and you may be sure it's not any common ordinary reason either 
I'm trying to be logical in my deductions and to face the facts sensibly Inez would be careful of baby's welfare as would Mildred I realize that if I thought for a moment that baby was in any peril I would go distracted and scream louder than poor Louise is doing Do you hear her isn't it awful? Let us tell Louise these things said Beth rising from her chair what you call your deductions are terribly tragic Patsy, but they reassure us about baby Shall we go to Louise? I think it will be better decided Patsy and they left the nursery and stepped out into the court at the far end of the open space stood huddled a group of men all of whom bore lanterns Patsy advanced to the group and discovered them to be the Mexican laborers from the quarters Old Miguel advanced a pace and bowed We search for baby for Miss Jane eh? he said questioningly as if desiring instructions That is a happy thought Miguel replied the girl the others are scouring the roads in their motor cars But the country needs searching too, away from the roads in the fields and orchards Send your men out at once and scatter them in all directions Miguel turned and rapidly harangued his followers in the Spanish patois One by one they turned and vanished into the night only the old man remained Everybody love Miss Jane he said simply they all want to find her and ask me to let them go good they will search well in spite of the words there was a tone of indifference in miguel's voice that attracted the girl's notice he did not seem in the least worried or agitated nor did he appear to attach much importance to the search yet patsy knew the aged foreman was one of miss jane's most devoted admirers where do you think baby is she asked abruptly quien sabe he answered and then in English who knows be sensible Miguel no one would hurt the dear child I'm sure his dark features wrinkled in an engaging smile no one would hurt me Jane I believe it but someone has carried her away he shrugged his shoulders sometime she come back said he now see here Miguel you know more than anyone else about this affair tell me the truth he raised his brows shaking his head i know nothing said he i not worry much but i know nothing then you suspect the old man regarded her curiously almost suspiciously patsy thought what is suspect he asked it is nothing to suspect is not to know not to know is nothing at all the girl stamped her foot impatiently for she caught Beth smiling at her What is Inez to you Miguel she demanded again? He smiled the childlike engaging smile She is to me nothing said he Inez is Mexican, but her family is not my family Not all Mexicans is Respectable Once I know Inez father he drink too much whiskey and the whiskey make him bad but do you like Inez? She is good to Miss Jane, but she have bad tempers. Patsy thought a moment. Did you know Mildred Travers when she used to live near here? She asked. Old Miguel started and took a step forward. Where she leave when she is here? He asked eagerly. I don't know. Have you ever seen her? No, she do not come to our quarters. 
wait a minute said patsy and ran up to her room leaving beth to confront the ranchero and to study him with her dark clear eyes but she said nothing until her cousin returned and thrust a small kodak print into miguel's hand that is mildred travis said patsy miguel held up his lantern while he examined the picture and both girls observed that his hand trembled for a long time he remained bent over the print an unnecessarily long time indeed but when he raised his head his face was impassive as a mask i do not know mees travis was all he said and he handed back the picture now i go and hunt for mees jane he quickly added they watched him turn and noticed that his steps as he left the court were tottering and feeble he lied said beth softly i'm sure of it agreed patsy but that does not enlighten the mystery any i'm sorry we brought mildred to this place there's just one thing you can bank on beth that in some way or other mildred is responsible for the disappearance of our precious toodlums End of chapter 8